0: What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the I'm is podcast with your host, yours truly, Josh Shields. Got a good show for you here on this weekend of January the 22nd, January 23rd, the year 2021. Got uh, stuff to uh, talk about. Of course, preview championship Sunday. We will do that with our pal uh, Brendan Dillon later on in the program. And of course, my championship Sunday picks against the spread but of course we have to begin the program with uh, the biggest news uh in with the biggest news in sports that was uh, over the last couple of days and that is the fact that uh Hank Aaron uh passed away passed away uh earlier today died in his sleep um uh, at age uh, 86 years at age 86 years old his 87th birthday was just was just two weeks from today uh his birthday is february the 5th so it's you know it's it's terrible that he passed away and just knowing that he was two weeks away from seeing yet another birthday it's just it's gut-wrenching and it has to be gut-wrenching wrenching for his family and his friends and the people that knew him and loved him you know, because now February fifth, it's two weeks out, you know, two weeks right after his uh his passing. So it's just it's just absolutely, absolutely terrible. Uh one of the greatest one of the great uh, obviously he's way before my time, but obviously one of the greatest baseball players in the history of the sport and definitely one of the greatest baseball players when it comes as far as you know the uh, as far as uh, being uh, black is concerned one of the greatest to ever do it eighteen twenty five time all star won won uh won the m v p won an m v p award uh won the nineteen fifty seven uh won the fifty seven uh world series he's a fifty seven world series champion three time gold gloves won a batting title twice he also holds he also hold he also is uh, all time the uh leads the league leads major league baseball all time when it comes to uh RBIs, career RBIs, he leads the uh, he leads the uh he leads Major League Baseball all time in that category with uh two thousand nine hundred two thousand two hundred and ninety-seven career RBIs. He has another MLB record, 2,856 total bases, 1,477 career extra base hits, and a a MLB record 25 all-star appearances, again 57 World Series champion, 57 NL MVP, won the gold glove three times from 58 to 1960, won the batting champion twice, 1956-1959. Uh, Led the National League in home runs four times 57-63-66 in 1967. Um, Four-time NL RBI leader 57 63 66 His number 44 of course is retired with the two teams he played for the Braves and the Brewers number 44. He's in the Braves Hall of Fame obviously uh, a member of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame got inducted in 1982. Uh... Part of MLB's all-century team that they had at the turn of the new millennium. Uh, career batting average, he was a uh, he was a .305 uh, hitter lifetime. Hit seven fifty five .755 uh, home runs, which you know, and I don't ca- and I don't count. Nor do I consider Barry Bonds be the home run king when he stuck needles up his ass in order for him to do it. He is the real true home run king with a career. Uh, with a 70, 755 career home runs, uh, 240 stolen bases, uh, th- over 3,000 hits, which is the most remarkable thing about Aaron. You take away the fact that he's got over 750 home runs, he has, he has well over 3,000 hits on his resume, which is just absolutely unbelievable with 3,771. I believe, let me look up. The uh the uh MO the all time um hit the all time uh hits leaders. I know Pete Rose is number one. Um I know Pete Rose is number one. Let's see where Aaron is on that list. And Aaron is third. Wow. Pete Rose first, Ty Cobb second. Hank Aaron, third with three thousand seven hundred and seventy-one career hits. You, 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 you honestly could. You know, it's hard to figure out who. You know, it's always up for debate who is the, uh, you know, who's the, um, who's the quote-unquote goat in baseball. But if you wanted to have it like goats plural, more than one, you can't tell the story. Of Major League Baseball without including the great uh, Hank Aaron. I mean, think about that for a minute. Take away 755 home runs, which is what he, you know, which is what he's known for. Take away that he's he's third, third all time in the history of the sport in hits, third all time with three with 3,771. Think about that for a minute. And and all and is MLB's all-time, is MLB's all-time leader in RBIs, career RBIs. Won the Presidential Medal of Freedom, George Bush gave it to him in 2002. I mean, just the finale. Phenom- and then he was also inducted into the Wisconsin Hall of Fame for his contributions as a Milwaukee Brave and as a Milwaukee Brewer. I mean, he was he, 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 Fantastic absolutely fantastic. Oh, he is only one of the four players to have at least 17 seasons with 150 or more hits. Let, read read this. Let's take 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 a look at his career numbers. I mean, that this is absolutely astonishing. Not, uh this is his first great season in 1956. 1956, he had 328 Two hundred hits, bold type, which is the which is in the doubles, which is the, uh, which is the doubles category. I mean this this is just absolutely phenomenal. Look at this. Hit three twenty eight in nineteen fifty six. Hit three fifty five. Hit thirty nine home runs and thirty and one hundred twenty three RBIs in nineteen fifty nine. He hit 322, 44 home runs, 132 RBIs, which was his career high in 1957. Home runs, career high. He had 44 home Look at, listen to this. He hit 44 home He hit at least 44 home runs or more. One, two, three, four, five, six times in his career. And if you want to include where he hit 30 home runs or more, you can count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. He played 20, He do I have this right? He played 20... Two seasons in the big leagues. Twenty-two seasons. Twenty-one seasons. I apologize. Twenty-one seasons in the big leagues, and more than half of them, like seventy-ish percent of the, of that time, he hit more than thirty home runs in a season, and he hit more than forty home runs on ha- on listen to how on these occasions. One, two, three, four. 5 6 hit 44 home runs or more 6 times in his career 1957 1962 1963 1966 1969 1971 1973 think about that for a minute. The lowest he ever hit in his career was his final year when he hit 234. 1973, been in the league at that time over 20 years, 20 seasons by that time or close to it. 1973 he had 3 home 301 40 home runs, 96 RBIs. 70 and 71 Hit 118 with the RBIs, 298 in 1973, 27 in 1971, 47 home runs, 38 47 home runs in 71, 38 RBIs in 1970. So let's look, let's look at this. Let's look at this slugging percentage. Slug 636 in, 19, in 1959, 586 in 1963. Six sixty nine in nineteen seventy one, and that same year he had an OPS of over a thousand. One point zero seven seven nine. I mean, this guy was absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Look at let's look at what he did in the postseason. Lifetime postseason hitter. He hit three sixty-two. Granted, he only played in the postseason three times in his career. But lifetime in the postseason. And it wasn't like, you know, it was... You know, he made his little appearance and left. 57-58 World Series. And 69 NLCS. 57... Get a kick out of this. He had three 30, 393, three home runs, seven RBIs. Sudden percentage of 786, OPS of 1.200. 69 against the Mets. That ended up winning the whole thing that year. Hit 357. Seven RBIs, three home runs. Lifetime. 262 hitter in the postseason, six home runs, 16 RBIs. The guy was a freaking legend. I, the guy was an absolute hitting legend. One of the one of the best hitters in the history of the sport. One of the best hitters. One of the best hitters, and won three Gold Gloves by the way in the outfield. Led the National League in slugging in 1959, 63, 67, 71. Led the league in hits twice, 56 and 59, over 200 hits. Led the league in doubles four times, 55, 56, 61, 65. Led the league in doubles. Led the league in RBIs, 57, 60, 63, 66. guy was unbelievable. Straight up and down unbelievable. Again, I don't know how baseball you never hear like that goat conversation. But if you want to have the goats plural conversation or if you want to make a Mount Rushmore of the greatest baseball players ever play the game, you cannot, under any circumstances, have a conversation about being the GOAT of baseball or putting him on that Mount Rushmore of greatest baseball players of all time without Hank Aaron. That's how good he was. No steroids, just pure strength and a fantastic hand-eye coordination. He was, uh, he was only 6 foot tall and weighed 180. And as a kid growing up dirt poor in Mobile, Alabama... Invented equipment essentially. He'd take bottle caps and a stick and practice hitting the bat, practice hitting the bottle caps with the stick. No wonder these guys back in the day were so freaking good. They had to essentially, if they wanted to play baseball, they'd had to, they'd have to find an acorn finder. Find an acorn, find a uh, a pine cone, find a bottle cap, and and get and get a stick or a, or one of them long skinny pipes, and practice hitting that all day long. No wonder these those guys back in the day hit home runs like it was nobody's business. You didn't need all this extra training and lifting weights and these and these super sophisticated uh, these su- super sophisticated technological uh, tr- baseball training crap you see nowadays. Um, It was just unbelievable. Grew up dirt poor Mobile, Alabama. Born in 1934. And had to... Hide. Okay? Hide. From the Ku Klux Klan. As a kid. And left home with two sandwiches and two bucks. That's all he had to his name. And can you imagine... The hate mail... In the abuse he got for not just the fact that he was black, but the fact that he was a phenomenal baseball player who was hunting down Babe Ruth's record. Babe Ruth was white, Hank Aaron, black in the South, in Atlanta, Georgia. Can you imagine the hate mail? The death threats? That's a lot on your shoulders. You're trying to be successful, put your team in the best position to win, all while chasing down one of probably what was, at the time, probably the most untouchable records in in the baseball record books at that point in time. All while having to deal with you essentially having to have security around you around the clock because one of these racist nutcases in the Deep South is gonna, is, is threatening to kill you because you, you're trying to uh, pass Babe Ruth's record as the home run king and dethrone Babe Ruth as, as baseball's home run king. I mean, he was just absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, one of the greatest hitters that ever play the sport. All time. All time. Is not only the home run king, but the RBI king. And, and, third. Okay? Not fourth, not fifth, not sixth, not tenth, not seventeenth. Third. All time. In the 151, 152 year history of the sport in career hits. The only two players that out-hit Hank Aaron, Ty Cobb, and Pete Rose. You take away 755, he's still third all-time in hits. He's still number one in RBIs. A phenomenal! I, I wish I wish I could I wish I could have saw him play. He would have been he would have been my favorite favorite baseball player by a long shot. He I if I was alive he he would have been my favorite he would have been my favorite player that that wasn't wearing a that my favorite player that was that didn't wear the uh, Baltimore Orioles uniform. And just to hear the stories of of people that looked up to him when they were kids and how. You know, they'd track him down He at a luncheon or, or whatever. And, and he'd just be so gracious. Give time. Give time to people. You know, don't be afraid to answer a question. Take a picture, sign an autograph. I heard a story on uh, my man Christopher Russo's radio show earlier this afternoon. And a fan called in and said that, you know, that he tracked down like he knew who Hank Aaron's driver was. And they essentially like followed Hank Aaron, you know, leaving the stadium. And they caught Hank Aaron at a red light. And Hank Aaron, and he told a story how Hank, Hank Aaron whined down the window, pointed to the fans in the other car, and said, Hey, fellas, how you doing? Hope you enjoyed the game today. I mean, the, if the, I mean, I, it sounds cliche, but everyone who knew knew. And who knew Hank Aaron. Always has said that he was the epitome of class. The epitome of class. And he just, and he carried himself and handled himself with such class and such, and such dignity. It's, he's all you could ever want. And not just a, and not just professional athlete, but a human being as well and for being a, a civil right and for being a, a civil rights leader that he was in the 50s, 60s and into the 70s was just was just absolutely phenomenal phenomenal i mean he you, you can't tell the story of major league baseball and the Braves organization without talking about Hank Aaron I mean, he is—he is so great. I mean, he—I—I I, can't—I wish I could put it—put it together into words more if I saw him play, but he—he he, just reading the stats and hearing the stories and hearing the opinions of people that grew up watching him play—it's just—it's—it's just—it's unbelievable. It is. It's it's unbelievable. And 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 the leader and the icon that he was within the black community also just that also on its own just speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. I was hearing stories earlier this afternoon where the Braves at times would have to switch hotels because hotels wouldn't allow them to stay there because they had Hank Aaron, a black man, on the team. it's just gee, all you have you got to sit back and just admire the ball player and just the man that Hank Aaron was and he is going to be he's on a list of guys that when I'm blessed enough with the opportunity to make it big which I hopefully happens very soon, but he's on that list of of a guy, of, of one of those guys that I would give anything, anything, to sit down, talk, have a conversation with him, anything, he, Kobe, Frank Robinson is another one, list is short, and as time goes, it's going to get longer and longer, but he's one of those players that I, I'd give anything to to, uh, to sit down and just have a conversation with him. Because he just seemed like a guy that just could provide so much insight and just so much wisdom from a man that lived the life that he lived. Rest in peace to the home run king. I'll play you the call of Aaron's uh, home uh, Ruth record-breaking home run. Then we'll get to Brendan talk some football right after this.
1: Once again, a standing ovation for Henry Aaron. So the confrontation for the second time. Aaron walked in the second inning. He means the tying run at the plate now. So we'll see what Downing does. Al at the belt, delivers, and he's low, ball one. And that just adds to the pressure. The crowd booing. Downing has to ignore the sound effects and stay a professional in pitches games. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. Country in the world a black man is getting a standing ovation in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol and it is a great moment for all of us and particularly for Henry Aaron who was met at home plate not only by every member of the Braves but by his father and mother he threw his arms around his father And as he left the home plate area, his mother came running across the grass, threw her arms around his neck, kissed him for all she was worth. As Aaron circled the bases, the Dodgers on the infield shook his hand. And that was a memorable moment. Aaron is being mobbed by photographers, He is holding his right hand high in the air. And for the first time in a long time, that poker face of Aaron shows the tremendous strain and relief of what it must have been like to live with for the past several months. It is over. At 10 minutes after 9 in Atlanta, Georgia, Henry Aaron has eclipsed the mark set by Babe Ruth. You could not, I guess, get two more opposite men. The Babe, big and garrulous and oh so sociable and oh so immense in all of his appetites. And then the quiet lad out of Mobile, Alabama. Slender and stayed slender throughout his career. Ruth, as he put on the poundage and the paunch, the Yankees put their ball players in pinstripe uniforms because it made Ruth look slimmer. But they didn't need pinstripe uniforms for Henry Aaron in the twilight of his career. He looked almost the same as he did when he first came up 20 years ago. And so it was a memorable moment before the game, and now what a sweet moment it is here in the middle of the game. So Henry and the Babe. The two greatest home run hitters that have ever lived. And it's a marvelous, wonderful, enjoyable moment here in Atlanta. We're so happy, too, that it could be seen all over the United States, that it will be duly reported all around the world. And I'm sure films of it will be seen around the world, and you can hear Georgia around the world. Henry Aaron is now at the microphone. Henry, sum it all up by saying, I thank God it's all over with. And I'm sure he has thanked God many times that he had to do it to get it all over with as he becomes the greatest home run hitter in the history of baseball.
0: Welcome back to the Is podcast. Joining me now, back to back weeks to talk all things NFL, is our Is podcast NFL analyst, the one and only Brendan Dillon. Brendan, good to have you
2: back, man. How you been? Things good? Yeah, doing fine thus far. Uh, it's I'm happy to be back as always. It's fun, always fun to be on your show, Jai. Any
0: time, man. I appreciate you for coming on. So let's jump right into it. I'll we did the rivers stuff last week, so I'm not gonna. I'll say I'll spare the argument with the rivers back and forth. Yeah, uh, he he retired. <laughs> no, he's not. Yes, I he mean, is. he is. He is, but he shouldn't. Exactly. That's not, that's, that's not here nor there. We we went through that last week. I'm not gonna go through the whole uh, charade again. Uh, but let's jump right into the games in the order that it happened. Rams got absolutely. Just smacked by the Packers. They didn't get they smacked,
2: got... but they, they they did get beaten though. They, I wouldn't, they, they got... I wouldn't say they got smacked. I'd say that like that game would have been very different if there was actual snow in the forecast, which is what we were predicting. Um, yeah,
0: Brent, Brent, Brendan, Brendan was all annoyed at the fact because la- last week when we had him on, we were talking about how how this. Right, how the snow was going to be a fa- it was how the snow was going to be a factor in the game, and lo and behold, and lo and behold, it you know it flurries, but it doesn't. It didn't snow like any like significant.
2: Changed anything, sad boy.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And Brandon was was all annoyed because he wanted the Rams to win that game cause <laughs> And man- they would have. Because McVeigh coach used to uh, coach Washington, so did Lafleur. By the way, I found that out during the pregame. That that Lafleur also was a Washington assistant as well. So I like Uh, (laughs) McVeigh. Yeah, Uh, he's got a little bit more of a personality than Lafleur does. I've never, I've never, I don't even think I've ever recalled hearing Lafleur like say anything. So, but McVeigh has a much, much more of a personality than Lafleur does. But let's jump right into it. Green Bay took care of business 32-18. My audience heard my take on it. The floor is yours. What were your thoughts on the Rams-Packers game from last Saturday afternoon?
2: Well, they made Aaron Rodgers look like Aaron Rodgers, which I think we all kind of expected. But what what makes me upset is just the – The unfortunate aspect, of, as we've talked beforehand, the fact it didn't snow. I feel like if Cam Akers was given the opportunity to run in a snow game, it would have been beautiful. Now, they have a really good rush offense as well, so it would have been a lot closer. But I think that the, uh, the Rams line is just better and probably could have pulled out like a dub, which would have been awesome. It would have been a great upset. And I like watching upsets happen. I really hate when the first seed gets a little bye week and then ends up go- going out there and destroying them. And then everybody's like, wow, they're so amazing. Oh, my God.
0: They <laughs> really
2: haven't worked for anything. I I, I dislike it. I re- That's the reason why I also hate this this whole entire format that they like turn the playoffs into. Because the, the, the first seed, yeah, certainly they have to work towards it. But also, I feel like they should be. Put it on the same exact level as every other team. I don't think it's really fair or makes sense. Like at this point, why don't you just why don't you just make a uh, freaking eight seeds? Like who the hell cares? Honestly.
0: So your argument. So your argument is that well, you think the one seed gets too much of, a, gets too. Yes. Well, I love
2: upsets, and that's the thing, The reason why I like upsets. I like when the one seed gets beaten by the bottom seed. I think it's well, beautiful to see.
0: Well, it's it's ha- it's happened before. I mean, look, I mean, look, prime prime example. Look at last year, right? Ravens Ravens were the number one seed in the AFC, and Tennessee comes along a piece. So it ha- it doesn't happen every year.
2: No, but if, when but, it does but happen, it's amazing. It happens when, when it happens. It happens. It's great.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that you know, it's not like that. It's so bad that the whole. Playoff format needs to be revamped because just last year we had a team that everyone essentially, you know, no one outside of people as outside of Kansas City fans, everyone in America had the Ravens in the Super Bowl automatically and Tennessee and well outside of you, of course, but Tennessee came along They and then Tennessee came along. They kicked, they kicked their behind and the, and the Ravens won and done so it you know, and that's why and well that's also you, you might you should be upset at the fact that the packers or the format i'd be more upset at the fact that that and that the rams beat no that the rams beat seattle because if seattle would have won if seattle would have won you would have had last weekend tampa at green bay instead of this week it would have been last week and the seahawks would have played the saints you could and and I think that if they would have played last week, yeah, I think that Tampa Bay would have given Green Bay a run for the money, and Green Bay probably would have been knocked out. You or you could have been looking at a scenario. You're talking I mean, about you,
2: the team that we almost beat, Jai.
0: I understand that. I I I, to, I totally get that. I, so are I you saying think... that
2: we're good? Are you so, you, so you're saying that the, the 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 Washington football team played really well? Is that what you're trying to say, Jai?
0: They exceeded my expectations. I told you they were going to get blown out by 30
2: points, and had a and they had the ball eight minutes left
0: in the fourth quarter with a, with chance, a chance to. to win. Uh, you're right, yeah, but anyway, you may continue on Rams Packers.
2: Uh, I, I, they also, I, I hate listening to the com. I hated listening to the commentators for that game because they just <laughs> blow so much smoke up Aaron Rodgers' ass. Like I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. It's the same exact thing with homes or Mahomes. I'm sorry.
0: I I, I totally agree.
2: I, I hate it. It's so it's so like I don't care. I know he's good. We all know he's good. No one gives a damn.
1: <laughs> I just want to watch
2: football. Make analysis on football. Don't make analysis on wowie, he's had a great season. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> like that, that's not that's not gonna get me. Like, hyped for playoff football. What gets me hyped for playoff football is good plays, good analysis on what's happening in the game, and things that are happening happening presently, not season wide things. Like, we know how they got there. Any casual fans knows how the playoff teams that made the playoffs got there because, like, we were invested in it. Like, right. right. I, I guess you could, in between break, maybe talk about it, but, like, I don't give a damn in-game about whatever Aaron Rodgers has done on the weekend. Like, I I, I don't. I don't care. It's the same exact thing with freaking
1: Mahomes.
2: (laughs) Great for them. I'm so proud of them. Uh, I want to watch playoff football. Um, Right,
0: yeah. I mean, and I was going to say this for later on, but now that you brought it up, I was absolutely... Unbelievably annoyed at Tony Romo on Sunday. On I was on, too. Uh, Sunday. I was too. Like why on are you Sunday. rooting for
2: the why are you rooting for the Packers? Like everybody's rooting for the Packers.
0: Like, you give me Kansas City.
2: Oh yeah, Kansas. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, Kansas. City. Yeah. He, yes, yeah. both one. Kansas seats. City. But continue. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I was so unbelievable. And I, and you like Romo, correct? As a broadcast, I do for the most part. For the most part, yeah, I as do as as do I. I like I, you know, the, with the here we go, Jim. You know, I I find that when he gets all excited, I I like that about him. I'm a Tony Romo fan from a broadcasting scenario, but my goodness gracious, Tony! I mean, if he could have. He could have not made it more obvious that he wanted Kansas City to win that football game. I mean, I have never seen, I have never seen a broadcaster in my life, in my life, go so over the top and to be so obnoxious yeah. when they completed the, when they pass. completed that little, that dopey little flat route pass that Tyree killed defense. to win the game.
2: Literally, oh my literally, God. that was nothing impressive. That was just bad defense. Anybody who had a clue would understand playing press that close is important because like think about it they're either gonna run or they're gonna pass short there's no way they're passing long that would be stupid that'd be so stupid so press up you know and get you get ready Mm -hmm. get ready get ready for either a pass or a run right And, and and don't jump off sides But no, they had. We're not even talking about the game first off, Jai. But (laughs) yes, it made me very mad because I would have loved, I would have adored to see the Chiefs get kicked out that early. Oh my god!
0: Oh, uh, me, me, and you both, absolutely. Me, me, and you on the same page on that. And for Tony to go, oh, going
2: all the way. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes.
0: (laughs) I would have. I would have loved to see the Browns in the Super Bowl. I would have loved to see it. Yeah. Uh, but. But it's like it's like Tony, take it down. I mean, how do you think the Brown fan watching that game Feel felt about it? That, right, like Tony Romo going over the top. Tony, 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 take it down a notch and let the game breathe. Gee whiz. My goodness gracious, Tony! I mean, I, I I wanted I wanted to reach through my television screen and, and 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 grab him by his neck and pull him out for crying out loud! I mean, Tony and I again, we're both Tony Romo guys, but boy, boy oh boy, did he bother me on uh, on uh Sunday afternoon! I did I didn't care, you know, I didn't I like sort of tuned out Burkhart and and uh Dale Dale Darryl- Johnson so I so I you know so I wasn't like in tune with the broadcast there but Tony Romo left me so annoyed after that game along with the uh along with the uh Browns defense which we'll get to in a little bit when it comes to the Rams you know I don't think I don't care how good their defense is and I understand McVay is a good coach so they're going to be in the mix going to the plus because they've got a great defense, Aaron Donald included. They can run the ball a little bit, and they got a good coach—not great, but a good coach—in Sean McVay. And a good my quarterback is, his
2: arm when his finger isn't fucked up. <laughs> my
0: my that's another dollar for the for the draw with the f bomb. Yeah, but that but my issue is I don't, I don't think. I don't think Jared Goff can get the Rams to a Super Bowl championship. When you throw for 174 yards, you can't beat Aaron Rodgers throwing for 100. I don't give a crap how many incompletions. I know he only had six incompletions and went enough. 21 for 27. No, but I'm just speaking, like, in general. Like, it's not just with his thumb. Has, like, even Jared Goff, when games. he's healthy.
2: Like, he has had good games, historically. Like,
0: I don't, I, I don't think he can win them a Super Bowl, me personally.
2: They got to a and Super Bowl. I'm not,
0: I understand. Yeah, but they didn't. But he play, look But he played like crap in the game. Yeah. And and you know how, and you, and you know how, and I and I know I got, and I know I got some truth to what I'm saying because McVeigh isn't sold on golf either. He's he's disguising it as best he can. But if you ask Sean McVay you ask Sean McVeigh one on one, no phones, no recordings, no nothing. It, probably he, not. He 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 tell you that he doesn't think Jared Goff's a big time quarterback that can get that can lead the Rams to a championship too, and and you can and you can just tell with his body language when Goff plays, you can tell how how he how he addresses them in his press conferences. Sean McVay is not sold on Jared Goff, and if the head coach isn't sold on Jared Goff to take them to the promised land, why should I as as a fan and as a and as an amateur commentator, you know, analyzing and, and commentating about these games, why should I be sold on him if the head coach who's around him a lot more often than I am isn't sold well, on him?
2: Well, he has the measurables, first off. I think second off, it, it, his situation in that game at least was dire. But he's improved as time has went on. Like, he had really a really bad first season. Like, it takes time and progression with quarterbacks. He – theoretically, like, with time, could develop into something great because he has the measurables and the arm power and the history. Um, It's just a question of time. Um, But he's gotten to places that a lot of quarterbacks his age, I'm, I'm certain, would be happy to get to. Like, that's, like, again, like, Mahomes, Mahomes. I hate his name. I do this all the time. How like, how, like <laughs> you could probably make a whole entire, like a minute video of me messing up that man's name. Um, It's it's like on that level of, of good. Um, Because there's not many young quarterbacks that go off and do that uh, within their like first two years. And especially the up, like the uptick, like he completely changed from one year to the next. So you don't never know. You never know. But yeah. That's my opinion
0: on that. Second game, yeah. Rave, Ravens and Bills. Yeah. Now, and I went over this. It is totally unfair, and I'm a Lamar Jackson fan, and to a degree, also probably his biggest critic. But at least that that, that it that doesn't work on the major net, uh, networks. You, it's unfair for to put it all on Lamar Jackson, of course, because the center center the performance at center was so disgraceful that if i was the head coach i would have i would have popped the blood vessel yeah. yelling and screaming at my center i mean we're we're in the nfl now and we and we can't snap the damn football i don't give a crap if if it's if it's hurricane katrina force wins at orchard park snap the damn football Will you please you got one job uh, and his receivers dropping every ball in sight. J.K. Dobbins dropped the pass to him right in his chest. Mark Andrews doesn't show up when it comes to catching the football in these big games. Uh, yeah, now yeah, I'm getting to that. Yeah, so he played bad, but it's also at the at the same time it's unfair to him to put to pinpoint this loss all on Lamar. It was a collective team defeat 100%. from Everybody. the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Everyone is at fault for, for their performance on uh, last Saturday. But
2: also, ha ha! <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted and exactly what I expected. I feel I feel great about that. About them losing, I'm sorry to any uh Ravens, but uh, ha ha! You guys lost. Here.
0: <laughs> your your hate for the Ravens is just it, it's it's it totally
2: so. They're rude fans, okay? <laughs> I'd do the same exact thing if it was the Eagles. Gosh, why is the only good birds team the freaking Cardinals? I don't understand. It's, <laughs> it's confusing. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> it's continue. Uh but what, what 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 were your thoughts on, on the game on Saturday night?
2: Uh well, a lot of running, for one thing. Three seventeen, yeah. Yes. Uh really just bad performance by by the, by the Ravens Whoa. while the Bills more or less demolished them on every single level uh of the field which is I would I what I expected let's let's be be frank there I I expected that um previously and so the the outcome really isn't that surprising to me uh the, the Ravens are as a collective team, very hot and cold, like, in the playoffs. And, again, uh, they've choked a lot. (laughs) Like, historically, this team has choked a lot when games count. And so I would never have Mm. faith in this team. I would never bet on this team either. If I was betting, you'd be very, very dumb to bet on the Ravens team for money to go anywhere because – I don't think that this is going to change. I think this is like a dynamic problem with them that is going to continue for a long time um, forward because, like, holy crap, they're one second on, another second off, and it's always consistent um, when it comes to playoffs. Now, don't get me wrong, they did have a really good game against the Titans, but that's more, I think, in division and anger things. I don't think that was them getting it off the, 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 them getting their that demon off their chest or whatever, you know.
0: Right, right. So, I mean, I I look at it like this, me personally. I fear for Lamar's not his future, but I fear for his career to be able to. I worry about him being able to. Lead the Ravens to fulfill on his promise when he got drafted to bring the Ravens a championship. I, I guess uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm concerned for him about that because I understand, you know, I, I don't like the idea of, you know, let's put him in a box and, you know, you have to throw the football and be that traditional orthodox pocket passer. But it's almost to the point where it's like. You have to be a uh, you have to be a pocket passer, at s- some part of your game as a quarterback in the NFL has that to be a pocket passer be- be- <laughs> because that exactly and you can't and you can't and your instinct can't just be to run 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 football all the time, and he has to work on that he has to essentially take tape of Russell Wilson. And, and study that and emulate that. That's that's literally what he has to do. Study because t- ha- he has to reinvent himself. I understand he's still young and he's still time left, but in my opinion, he has to look look at tape of Russell Wilson, study that, and emulate that. Cause the, because I, Because it's no coincidence why guys like Michael Vick never won nor got to a Super Bowl. It's no, it's no, it's no coincidence. You have to now. Now, don't get me wrong. Twenty first century NFL, it benefits you as a franchise if your quarterback, you know, when the pocket collapses and there's nobody open, you can, you know, you can pick up a la Chad Henne in the game, you know, in the Cleveland game, which we'll get to. Third and fourteen, nobody's open you know you got open space around it. you tuck it and run for tuck it and run for yeah. 14 yards now that that you know we're not playing in the 19 you know it's it's a 1970s 1980s football so that part of the game i'm not saying abandon the your part of running the football entirely but he has to learn how to throw the football in the pocket and when the play breaks down you have to, and he has to learn how to pass the ball instead of running it first Russell Wilson has a similar problem Russell Wilson holds on to the ball too long and looks to pass it when he really needs to be tucking and running it Lamar's the exact opposite when a play breaks down he immediately looks to run instead of giving it a couple extra seconds to finding a, re- a wide receiver open downfield and I understand the Ravens don't have big time targets you know Willie is not a big time wide receiver and I don't understand why they signed Des Bryant just for him to be a just for him to be a decoration and someone on the on the team payroll, and that's my point. You know, I don't understand like why they signed what to give him two tu- two complimentary touchdown catches and a blowout game against Jacksonville. Why bother having him on the roster if you're not going to utilize him as a part of your offense? It's unfortunate. It just it just makes no sense. To me.
2: Like I'll tell you one thing: I watched my team roll into the playoffs with literally. Basically no talent. Um, and like we almost did something that I feel like a lot of these teams with talent really like, I don't understand. You get so many talented players around you, like, like a Tampa Bay or like a, like a new New Orleans. And sometimes things just don't click together. And I just don't understand what goes through some of these coaches minds. Like you have all of this to utilize and you you still force it to like one or two guys. And it completely right. screws your game up. And you can't do that. You can't win games like that. So. Right. It's just very unfortunate. I think it's just very, very sad. It makes me upset. <laughs> Anyways.
0: I, I saw a tweet uh, a couple of days ago, and it said, John Harbaugh didn't want to fire. It's from. It's like a fan. It's not one like a part of the media, but a fan tweeted out: John Harbaugh didn't want to fire Marty Morningweg, and it almost cost him his job until Lamar came in and saved him. John Harbaugh's stubbornness and blind loyalty is going to cost him his job. I bring that up because Lamar, because Harbaugh was all defensive this week when asked by members of the media. Uh, about you know, do you have to change some things? The party offense, change coordinators, whatever. And Harbaugh basically was all defensive and basically digging his heels and saying, "No, we don't have to change a freaking thing." What What are your th- What are your thoughts like on? That's
2: all you need to know about me. I, I think he's very <laughs> up his own ass, and I do think that if he was a better coach, they, they would they would they would be able to do something. The fact of the matter is, he sucks. Okay. How much, how much everybody says he is so up his ass and so weird, I can't stand him.
0: <laughs> so, you're, <laughs> so you're not a John no, I'm not a Har-
2: I'm not either of them. I'm not the Harball brothers, Dan. I, I don't like either of them. They're both very weird, eccentric, and make me uncomfortable. Like, if I was in a room with them, I would be scared. <laughs> I would not feel safe. I would not feel safe with them around my children. <laughs>
0: you are something else. All right, game number one, which we've kind of already addressed here in the beginning between Kansas City and Cleveland. What, just, go, just go ahead and get it off your chest and just destroy the Cleveland defense because, because their performance in, in that game oh my was abysmal.
2: I don't even... That... Just cemented how bad they played throughout the whole game. First off, the play before the final play. How do you let Chad Henney, of all people, roll out of the pocket like that and get almost a first down? No offense or anything, but what has Chad Henney done in his career at all? He has more interceptions than he has touchdowns. He is a career backup. He has all the measurables to be a great quarterback, but he's never done anything, which shows you how bad he really is. And you allowed Chad Henney to roll out on you like that. I, I don't understand. Then the next play. The next play, okay, you, the, you think that they're trying to call you offsides, but in the, in the, in, you have to also understand that they get a first down, game's over. And so mm-hmm. you have to you have to plan to make sure that if they're just trying to run the t- clock down and then punt, just to wait patiently and not jump off sides. Right. But if they are being serious about the play, you need to press on coverage. The thing is, they weren't pressing at all. Like I don't understand why they didn't have cornerbacks on on the men, especially out of the backfield, because those Easiest checkdowns, right? They should have dudes on them immediately, but no, they're playing out in the out in the uh, back of the field, not on anybody, not pressed on anybody, and they, they suffered for it. Like that was just that's just an inevitability of the game, I I think anyways, um, because if you're not playing on 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 the wide receivers and running backs and the tight end in that play and you're, and you're just waiting for them to snap the ball. They're, they're going to take advantage of you basically thinking that they, they're, they're, they're going to punt and Andy crazy. Right. He will do it. You know, he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I just don't understand. I just don't understand how, how they could have done that. It makes me so upset. I would have loved to see an upset. Um, and, Me and to too. be honest, I was yelling at the damn TV. I was yelling at the damn TV after that. Now, I'm not even around now. So <laughs> Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh it's it's it was so it was it was so infuriating. I mean, how the fact you like you said, allow Chad Henney to run for thirteen and a half yards. Really, what all you gotta do is just stop them on third, thirteen. Like, do do a damn
2: QB spy. Literally, you would have had you had the men to do it too. Like, I don't understand what went through the coordinator or the defensive coordinator's head in the on those final few plays. Like, was he there? Was he present? It it was
0: just dumb. (laughs) I don't That's know. I don't know what he was job. doing. I mean, yeah, yeah, and and, and then Stefanski with with the timeouts. You know, I think that was a stupid. I know it looked close in real time. That was a dumb challenge when he decided to when he decided to he challenge that play with uh, yeah. the Tyre Tyreek Hill, and then he and then he couldn't and then he had a wasted timeout because his offense wasn't wasn't set and ready in time before the. Play yep. clock expired. I mean, it was just it was, it was bad. Stephans is going to get coach of the year and rightfully so. But boy, boy, a oh boy. I mean, his team would be playing this weekend if if his defense could if his defense could have gotten a, a one lousy stop, and if uh, and, and if and if he could have uh, coached uh, the last uh, coached that second half, of that fourth quarter, of that game better sure than that what he did because uh, that that of, that
2: of the year for that team. With that he'll game? get
0: it. He'll he'll so? get it. He'll get it. What the, the whether or not he deserves it is an argument for another day. But he'll I'm get uncertain. I'll it. say well, this: sorry.
2: Rivera beat cancer. Went to the playoffs with a team that is in rebuild. Um, and it, yeah, the worst division. But also, uh, nobody thought that we were, we would get more than like two wins this year. So yeah, I think.
0: I'd I'd give it I'd give it if Romavera won it I wouldn't be I, I mad. think it'd be better than Stefanski. Saying, <laughs> yeah, but I mean I would I wouldn't scream at Stefanski. Stefanski they were I mean he did get a team that you know made the playoffs for the first time in had since great what two thousand two like, I mean had great I,
2: players like that was not a that's not a coaching feat at all that is literally uh hey. Uh,
0: it's a it's a it's a coaching feat considering that they essentially were the same team with the same roster for the most part, and they went nowhere with uh with um, Okay, but it's Fred Freddy kitchens. freaking
2: kitchens. Like, come on.
0: <laughs> you- I so fancy did it. His performance on Sunday was abysmal but overall the, during the entire season having his team so prepared when he knew that he couldn't coach along the sidelines against Pittsburgh that that's that's a hell of a job that's a hell of a job i, I mean he has he must have spent he must have spent hour upon hour around the clock up until literally sunday to make sure that his team was absolutely prepared for their playoff game against Pittsburgh, uh, going on two weeks ago. So, and if and if that isn't a sign of a great of a of a great coach, I don't know what is. So, if if he wanted, I wouldn't scream and shout. If if Rivera wanted, I, if Rivera or Stefanski, my opinion can't go wrong either way. It's just a personal preference piece. Yeah, game it, number two. And then we'll get to champions And then we'll get to championship uh, Sunday, game number two between the Bucks and the Saints. Uh, Drew Brees should have just should have you know like like it was a comedy skit, paused the game and just took his helmet off, went to midfield, waved to the people up in the press box and said, "That's it, good night, everybody," yeah, you know, Dubu, like uh, like Dubu, Nixon. My my, like,
2: my 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 dude Jameis, famous Jameis, eating those W's, like.
0: No, no, no! Do like, uh, do what Nixon did when he got on the helicopter and have you know, with the peace sign with two fingers, wave off like that, and then and then just go off and retire that way. He was so pathetic and so abysmal on Sunday; it was mind-boggling. I mean, and and Jared Cook, how can you fumble the football in that situation if you're Jared Cook? Jared Cook, if you hold on to that football, my friend, the Saints are winning the are winning the flip game. This is well, all there he is did to get it.
2: Headshot and like. Like that, that's illegal. Let's not forget what happened on that play. He was diving, and man led with the crown of his head. So I don't think it really was all on him.
0: Uh. Oh, but since you brought that up, I forgot to bring it up. It's good that you said that. How in the world was that not a helmet-to-helmet at the end of the half, Kansas City, Cleveland, again? How 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 how? How is that not helmet to helmet? And in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about it. That touchback move is stupid. It has to go. It's uh, but uh, how do they not see it's helmet to helmet? I understand this is one of the problems with college why the game takes four hours because they literally Review every single play. You know, helmet to helmet, like play, which is why the game takes four hours to complete. But at least with college, you will go back and. I mean, if that was a college game, Brennan, he would rejected. have gotten. He would have gotten penal. He would have gotten penalized for targeting, kicked out of the game, and it would have been first and ten, Cleveland at uh at Kansas at 100%. Kansas City's half inch line, and who knows how the rest of the game would have probably, would have panned out. But I mean, it's just. I mean, if 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 you can invoke a rule to review passing interference, you should invoke a rule to, revert, to review helmet to helmet. If we're about player safety here, that at least that penalty should be reviewable. Because because I don't, I don't understand how like you're watching the replay of it and they went back to review it to make sure that the that the ball didn't come out of his hand before he hit the pylon. How in the world are you watching that on replay and don't happen to see that, his, that it was someone's helmet
2: content?
0: Despicable. Again, like, I don't know what these refs are doing. Do they referee these games with their eyes They're closed? They're I, a I
2: got ton got no, of money. No better than, you know, we will probably ever be paid to ref those games. I think that we could ref them better. Right. I think a, a regular NFL fan could probably ref them better. They 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 they, they yeah. wouldn't be able to deal with uh, rigging games. They wouldn't be able to do that. They can't they can't do that like those refs can because they don't care. Wait what? <laughs>
0: Wait what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> what? What 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 were your thoughts? Go back to yeah. the you or something else? Go back uh, to your point you were making with the Bucks uh, and the Saints.
2: I, I think that, that the the, the Bucks saints game also just really showed the age of Breeze. He uh, can't sling the football really anymore, can he? No, he Even can't. He's frame. terrible. It's so sad, too, because like, Breeze is historically an all-time great as well. Up there with Rivers. <sighs>
0: Breeze is an all-time great, not top 10 in the history of the sport and Rivers don't 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 even. Don't even yeah, go there with Rivers. Sorry, Rivers don't even go great. there.
2: In modern times, one
0: know, of the best. Oh, jeez. I I I'd, I'd go crazy, but I've literally spent all day since Wednesday debating that Rivers is in the Hall of Fame with these dopes on oh, social media. And social media plus, we went over right, it last John. week. What
2: do you think about that?
0: that, I, uh, that they're me? not right, Brian. They're, they're right. not right. They're not.
2: I think they're right, right? They're, not, they might right. Be. they're not right. They are not right. That's scary to think that Rivers is Get, historically uh, one of the greatest pastors of all time, so, but also, also he is. So, so, so sorry. Uh, yeah. You
0: are nuts. Game number one of Championship Sunday between uh, the Bucks and the Packers. The Packers Give me your thoughts win. on that game.
2: The Bucks are not as good as everybody is probably hyping them up to be. They are still an amazing team. Like, don't get me wrong. They they got this far, so they can't be bad. Um, but right, I think that they're just going to be faltering in a few places. Brady is definitely. Um, Capable, but he's not no, anywhere near as good as he used to be. And they're going to – it's going to be evident in that game that he, he doesn't – he lacks some things now because he's older. He might know the game very well, but he's not going to be able to come back if they're down, I don't think.
1: You don't so, think I Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time,
2: can come back from a deficit? I'm uncertain because he can't really sling the ball deep, can he? If he's, in, if he's in a situation where he has to throw the ball deep, what's going to happen, Jack? Really, I think they're not going to have him in the game, I'll tell you that much.
0: So you, you say if Tom Brady has to make a pass longer than, four, than say, 30 yards, that it's going to end up being an interception? Yeah, that's
2: the reason why they don't have him passing deep that often, unless it's to Mike Evans, because Mike Evans will go up and get anything. Like, right. It's 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 it, it, he he's luck he's lucky he has the talent he does on that team because they 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 definitely have a nice quarterback right like he's good but not the reason why they're winning right. the win right it's more along the lines of great defensive presence as well as uh, a lot of um, good capabilities of uh, wide receivers. Um And uh situation with uh running back and Ronald Jones, like even though he didn't really play in a lot of these playoff games, Ronald Jones is good. And, like, I don't think that's really in debate. Right. They have Leonard Fournette as a backup. Let me just repeat that. Like, a backup Leonard Fournette. That really shows the quality of the team. Not to say that Fournette's great. Like, Fournette's had some bad years. But Fournette is one of the, I think – highest ranked running back prospects to come around, to ever come out of the draft like uh Chris Johnson or or whatever ask running back and he's a backup on that team. So Do you know
0: do you know the uh the Buccaneers have a 500 record when the, when they lose the turnover differential or it's tied like 500
2: so it's a 50-50 then yeah. So
0: yeah. In other words, if they, in other words, if they don't create turnovers and force more turnovers than their opponent, they're going to lose the game. And I bring that up asking, do you think that uh, you you think you see Aaron Rodgers, who's rarely turned over yeah. the football this season? I mean, I understand he had that bad performance against uh, against the Bucks. And did, you they know, they back in Week
2: Six, but... but I think this is a different, this is a different game entirely. Um, it's play, it's it, it's playoff Aaron Rodgers versus playoff Tom Brady, but Tom Brady isn't in his prime though, and also Tom Brady uh is in a different offense, and um he can't really throw the ball deep at all. Uh, and in a situation like that, yeah, you're gonna take, you're gonna take. You're gonna take Rogers. I think that's just an inevitable outcome. It'll be a good game to watch, though. I'm excited to watch it. I just, I, I just, I just yeah, pretty so sure. certain of what's going to happen there. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you think?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What? What? Well, you're gonna have to listen to what. Yeah. I, no, I'm just playing. Uh, with Green Bay, I think Green Bay is gonna win the football game. Uh, I think it's just Aaron Rodgers' time. He's just in a groove where he can just do no wrong. Receivers have been off the charts. Running game's been good. The defense has been okay. They've they've, they've been okay. Uh, Petten and the crew have uh, done a uh, done a decent job. Uh, Brendan, of course, uh, was, uh, was was uh, was was Petten's uh, best friend uh-huh. back yeah. at uh, the academy. 2013 through 15. So, uh, Brendan is going to be, uh, with the, uh, cheese head on top of his head and, uh, the green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers Jersey, uh, screaming, go pack, go, uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, his, his brother, on the other hand, bandwagon, Brady fan rooted against his Washington team because he, uh, loves Brady so much, but, uh, Brandon Brendan will be there. He uh good friends not, uh, with the pet family. So
1: uh yeah, no
2: universe. <laughs> no universe. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Jai. No. Don't say that. God, probably that my God, why why are you laughing? He freaking dated her. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what <as> I thought. <laughs>
0: Oh, what, what's what's the, what's 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 happened in the past? It's happened in the okay. past. That's not okay. Anymore there. <laughs> game <laughs> game number game number two uh, between Buffalo and I Kansas I City. I, I got a weird. Sus- I, I I'm going with Buffalo too. So we're on the same page. We want the Buffalo Green Bay Super Bowl. Yes. Wins. If if it's if it's Tampa I'd Kansas die. City, oh my God! If it, I I I tell you this: if it's Tampa Kansas City, this is what I want to happen. I want the final score of Tampa Kansas City. If it's Two, Tampa three. Kansas City in the Super Bowl, God forbid! I want, I want, I want the final score of the game to be five to three <laughs> in favor of Tampa. I want oh, Blaine yes. Gabbert in the game. I want, I want. I want Blaine Gabberts against Holy Chad Henne. I want the final score to be five to three in favor of Tampa. No touchdowns, no touchdowns, two field goals and a safety. Blaine Gabberts versus Honest Chad God. Henney. and Tony Romo's mic cuts off because he screams so loud that he pulls the cord out, and they have a malfunction with the broadcast. And I want, and I want it, and I want the commercials to be. I want it to be the worst Super Bowl ever of all time. If it's Kansas City, Green Bay, I want Chad Henney against Blaine Gabbert in the game. I want the final score to be five to three, where the first points on the board aren't scored until Jive. five minutes left Jive, in the but, third quarter. But Cowherd doesn't
2: want that though. They want everybody to be healthy, so they'll wait and they'll wait six months if somebody breaks see them play that's what that's what you want right
0: Uh, (laughs) that was the most dumbest thing i saw this week colin coward going out there suggesting yeah Colin, we'll push back the super bowl till uh Let's see. We'll, we'll play the Super Bowl event on Valentine's Day. No way. Better yet. We'll play the Super Bowl St. Patrick's Day before uh, tip-off of the NCAA tournament so uh, Patrick Mahomes can get his uh, head get a, get a, get his gatherings organized and get himself together so we can play the AFC championship. I know. It's freaking oh, hilarious, break, man. Calm, I, please, just, please.
2: I, I don't even know how that man has a job. He's a genius. I wish I could be like that or Much dumb and shit, and still have a job. Like God, I'd be killed. I'd be crucified if I could. If I if I did that.
0: Right. Yeah. As if he is an already, but that's not him. With Buffalo getting back to the game, I I think I think it's Buffalo's time. Thirty years ago, wide right, Super Bowl twenty-five. Ironically enough, that game was in Tampa. That's oh, been the closest they've sure. gotten to winning a Super Bowl since because the last three Super Bowls were, you know, they lost by double digits. That game, 20-19, to 19, they only lost by one point. I think it's Buffalo's time. Josh Allen has had a phenomenal season. Him and Stephon Diggs, that connection, top five best in the National Football League. I Granted, granted they don't run the football. But I think in order to beat Mahomes in Kansas City, you gotta you gotta let it rip. You gotta let it rip. And Kansas City, you know, they haven't been blowing guys out like I've previously mentioned, which would bother you. They haven't scored that many points as of late. They got the biggest break of all time when they didn't deserve to win the game due to Andy Reid having Mahomes on a bad foot, roll out on a third and short, which is so unbelievably asinine, it's it's hard to put in the words. They got lucky, you know. Stefanski not managing the clock properly, and the defense collapsing. They got Every lucky, and got away by the Lone's hair of Chin Chin, chin last him. week.
2: He's not going
0: to be. Oh, he 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 is, he is, and I just think I think Kansas City is going to run out going to run out of that uh, pixie dust, and I and I think, and therefore I hope that the Buffalo Bills win the AFC Championship for the first time since. I believe nineteen
2: ninety three. Yep. I think it's actually yeah ninety three. Crazy, four years in a row, and then nothing. <laughs> and so and sad. for
0: us, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's not, uh, and I, me and us, me and Brendan both want and Buffalo and the Packers win. in the Super Bowl next. Yeah, next best thing, next best thing is Green Bay. Kansas City. I, I don't want Tom. I don't want Tom Brady anywhere near the Super Bowl. Nowhere near him. Next best thing is Green Bay, Kansas City. But I will root like hell for Green for a Green Bay Buffalo Bills yeah, Super Bowl.
2: There's no real debate
0: there. Did it, you did a great job, Brennan? Thanks for uh, stopping by and uh, breaking down these playoff games. Fantastic job!
2: Can't wait to talk about. The Super Bowl when that inevitably happens uh, next week, which I'll be in college when we talk about that, so it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm going back.
0: Oh, sure. you're going back.
2: Monday. What? What? What day yep. is that? Going back. So exciting. I, I know. And we're gonna be quarantined for a whole week.
0: <laughs> so, I'm going to be in quarantine. Oh my god. So you're going to watch so the Super Bowl's going to be you're uh, going to watch the Super Bowl from dorm, your apartment dorm,
2: yeah. or your There's or no real difference college between apartment and dorm to be honest it's just they're, they're, they're synonymous
0: <laughs> Gotcha and and if you end up having those parties those Super Bowl parties be sure to educate the fools that are there just you know the the dopes that haven't watched a quarter of football all season long, that part of me hates us about the Super Bowl, you know, the people that haven't watched a quarter of football from September onwards, all of a sudden invest in the Super Bowl because, because for the asinine commercials, the halftime show, the fact that under, not this year, of course, but under regular years and regular circumstances, every celebrity yeah. known to man flocks to the Super Bowl and that he, so and and they get a kick out of you know who's singing the national anthem, America, is beautiful, all that nonsense. You know, when, if you end up having one of those Super Bowl parties, make sure that you talk some sense into the dopes so they can have an idea of what the hell's going on, please. Yeah, and 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 if and if it's and if it's Green Bay and if it's Green Bay Buffalo, can you make sure that you tell them? You know the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and God, uh, Josh Allen hope that from at this Jim point, Kelly. People please. would
2: know the difference between uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Like, <laughs> like, there's a huge difference, and Favre hasn't played in forever. So, oof. yeah, that'd be, that, that'd be scary. But I, if if it comes down to down, down to that, I definitely will help. him. Don't worry about that.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Thanks, did a Jack. great job, it's Brendan. Thanks again.
2: Here and uh, talk. So, yeah. Have a nice one.
0: Yep. Yep, you too. Be back with the Amtellika TIS podcast right oh, after God. this. Yeah. Welcome back to the um, like TIS podcast. Special thanks to Brendan for coming on. You're all set as far as uh, conference championship Sunday is concerned. It's that time of the week. You only get, this is the last one, where you got more than one game to pick from. Coming down on the stretch, you got two more Sundays of the NFL season left. Oh my goodness gracious. But enjoy them as much as you can. Uh last week with the picks, I was uh, not great. Uh the only pick I had that actually hit was Green Bay over the Rams. I had I had the Ravens over Buffalo. That went to, that went to crap. Had uh Cleveland and Kansas City, which I thought was going to be an absolute shootout. none of those teams scored over twenty uh four points in a game. And then I had uh, New Orleans to beat Tampa, and that went to crap. So I w- so I went. Uh, let's see, I went five and, I went five and one wild card weekend, went one and f- went one and three, divisional round weekend. Let's hope to God that I go an easy two, uh, that I go an easy two for two, two and zero on championship Sunday. It's that time of the week. Championship Sunday in the league where they play to not only go to the Super Bowl, but also for pay. Game number one between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers, the twenty twenty. NFC Championship game. This is the Packers' first NFC Championship game at home since 2007 when they lost to the Giants when the Giants were en route to actually beat Brady and the Patriots. They undefeated Brady, uh, the undefeated Patriots in 2007. Green Bay's first, Green Bay's second straight NFC Championship game appearance. They were flat as a pancake and pathetic against the 49ers last year. Were not a factor against Atlanta in 2016 on the road. Uh, blew a lead and choked in 2014 to the Seattle Seahawks. Green Bay has not been to the Super Bowl in 10 years when they defeated Pittsburgh in 2010 to win Super Bowl 45. Aaron Rodgers, in the bad man that he is, has had a phenomenal season, MVP-worthy performance, and he has just been off the charts. And he's got to get, and he's got to get to this, and he's got to get to another Super Bowl, and he's got to win this game. No excuses this time. Got redemption. Second straight year, of the you're in the NFC Championship game. Brady's 1-6. If he loses, it's not the worst thing in the world. Not to mention, Brady will be back in Tampa Bay in 2021 as well. Green Bay favorite minus three and a half. Give me the Green Bay Packers to win the NFC Conference Championship by the final score of 38, oh, excuse me, 31 to 28. Game number two. Between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. The 2020 AFC Championship game. Kansas City's making their second straight appearance in this game, or third straight as a matter of fact. The only two teams in the history of the sport to host three straight conference championship games. The Eagles in 2002, 3, and 4, coached by Andy Reid. And the 2018, 19, and 20 Kansas City Chiefs, coached by Andy Reid. If you recall, Philadelphia lost to the Bucs in 2002, who also happened to be playing this week, and they lost in 2002. Last game ever at the Vet, 2003, they won it en route to their defeat against the Patriots in Super Bowl 39, and then they lost in 2004 to the uh, Carolina Panthers. Buffalo had to grind out a victory against Baltimore, won 101-pick-six to seal the deal. Lamar to defeat and send Lamar Jackson and the company home uh, for the season. They're a team of destiny, you know. Like I mentioned with Brennan, 30 years since they last played, or excuse me, it's been 30 years since they uh, got closest. To the the closest that they've been to Super Bowl was 30 years ago when they lost to the Giants 2019 in Super Bowl 25, which also happened to be played in Tampa, Florida. They haven't been to Super Bowl since 1993, when they lost to the uh, Dallas Cowboys at the uh, Georgia Dome in Atlanta. They have not been back since. They, are, I know, as a franchise, looking to get over that hump of you know four straight Super Bowls and having to essentially wear that badge of uh, wear that badge of uh, wear that badge of uh, shame. For the rest, where that badge of shame for, you know, ever since, for what, for the better part of, uh, for the better part of 25 years. Josh Allen and company, this current team looking to, you know, they've won two playoff games. And if they lose this game, no one's going to say boo. But if you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills, you'd really, really love to get to get to the Super Bowl and to get another shot at redemption to finally get over the hump place your flag on top of the football mountain and crown yourself Super Bowl champions. While Kansas City last week, again, awful luck, awfully lucky, thanks uh, to the heroic powers of uh, Chad Henney and the ballsiness, excuse my French, of uh, Andy Reid's play-calling decisions after he nearly uh, cost Kansas City the game with uh, running Mahomes and getting him banged up. And then also thanks to Kevin Stefanski with the timeouts. And the Cleveland Browns' got awful defense on that uh, in the fourth quarter on Sunday, but they're back. Third straight Yeah, lost to the Patriots 2018, beat Tennessee last season, and now are back again. They have nothing to lose, if I understand that the standard is high for them to make it back to the Super Bowl. They you know beat Buffalo and you're back. Third straight uh, AFC Championship game for Kansas City. They gotta, you know, they got Mahomes. Everyone expects them, for the most part, to win the game. You know, if Buffalo won, it wouldn't be shocking, but people expect Kansas City to win. Mahomes to be a, a full go. Clyde Edwards Lair will be back. No excuses for Kansas City. They're favored by a field goal. Buffalo, though, I feel like that they're a team of destiny. No one circles the wagons like those Buffalo Bills. Please, God, if I'm asking for anything this football season, is give me a Packer Buffalo Super Bowl. Give me the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC for the first time since 1993 by the final score of 27-21. to And those are your conference championship Sunday picks in a league where they play four. Pay. And that is your show. And that is another episode of the OnTal TIS podcast in the books. If you like what you heard, please subscribe if you haven't already. Share it with your friends and family via Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, text message, whatever. Whatever uh, works to help get the word out and expand the brand of this podcast. Follow your boy on Twitter at, and Instagram at the Shield. Follow the show on Twitter at Ametella underscore it, T-I-S. And the show on Instagram at Ametella underscore podcast. It's your boy, Josh Shields. Enjoy Championship Sunday. Rest in peace to Hammer and Hank. Talk to you next week.